Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's issues here on the American Family Radio Network. Thanks for joining us here on AFR. Tim Wildman here with Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. Good morning. And brother Chris Woodward. Good morning. Our newsman is with us uh, today. Ed has the day off, and so he'll be back tomorrow, I guess. Because, yeah, Ed will be back in tomorrow because Ray Pritchard traveling the country teaching the Bible. <laughs> That's right. And so uh, we will, uh, you know, Ray, that's, if you want to know more about Ray's ministry, go to keepbelieving.com, keepbelieving.com. It's excellent. And, uh, but in the summertime, Ray travels the country speaking at various Bible I think he's upstate camps. Michigan this week. He was at Muskegon. I think that was last week. Was is it he last still week? there? Is it a two-week deal? I think he's got a couple of stops in Michigan, and okay. then he may be moving over to upstate New York. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So we look forward to having Ray back on when he is with us, uh, when he's able to rejoin us. Uh, and um, again, Ray uh, Ed will be with us tomorrow. So I hope everybody had a wonderful July 4th mm-hmm. celebration. I, I think I, this is just totally anecdotal, but I think a lot more people and neighborhoods did their own fireworks show this year. Yeah. Uh, I just it's starting like started like Friday night, and then Saturday, and then Sunday. Uh, we were in a position to watch at the local park, but off to our west, we could see. I, I'm not talking firecrackers. I'm talking the big stuff. Mm-hmm. And off in another direction, like in all directions around, it seemed like neighborhoods or whatever the case may be. Everybody went big into fireworks this year. We live on the outskirts of town and in the city of Tupelo, like many municipalities, you know, they have restrictions yeah. on, on fireworks, but you get out in the County. Oh yeah. Uh, Sunday night, I thought we were having a civil war battle, <laughs> uh, out, out in our neighborhood, you know, yeah. in our neighborhood, uh-huh. it was like you said, it was a it's raucous. The, it was the big stuff too. Yeah. yeah. You get out yeah. in the County, uh, and you know, you ride your ATV to the fireworks store and then you're you know, you're holding on to everything while you're driving oh, yeah. away. I've, I, I speak from experience. But, uh, yeah, uh, I live out in the county as well. We we still heard uh, some going off last night. I was watching a movie with my daughters, and you could hear some going off. Oh, yeah, you'll be hearing fireworks go off for the next few days as people try to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, anyway, I hope everybody had a mm-hmm. great July 4th celebration as we celebrate America's birthday. And... Uh, uh, we are blessed to be Americans, aren't we? Amen. Yes. Despite what some on the left say. Um, <laughs> and uh, all right. So, Chris, what's leading the news this well, morning? Well, we really have uh, two stories uh, that are kind of leading right now. One uh, A would involve uh, Tropical Storm Elsa. It's bringing heavy rainfall and tropical storm force winds to the Florida Keys. That is what WESH in Orlando reported as of 11 minutes ago. So. We've got tropical weather hitting Florida, and this does come at the same time when you still have the search and rescue efforts going on in the Miami area where the building collapsed recently, the condominium building, 
um, and they have demolished the remaining portion of that structure while they still try to do the search and rescue. Let me ask you this. How can you do a search and rescue when you're blowing up the building? I thought that myself. They claimed that they needed to get rid of it to ensure the safety of the people on the scene still trying to go through the rubble that exists or existed prior to the uh, latest demolition effort. Yeah, that, that second tower there at Surfside uh, was uh, deemed to be very unstable and a danger, as Chris says, to the rescue workers. So early Sunday morning, you probably saw the video of it. Uh, they had set explosives in there. They brought that building down. They actually said it was going to be safer for the rescue teams after that building came down. I don't understand all of that, but right. I yield to the experts. And and how long ago has that been since that collapsed? It'll be two weeks this Thursday, I think. Well, how, can, how in the world could anybody be alive? That's what I've wondered. We were talking about that um, just prior to the show. I mean, we're up to uh, somewhere in the 20s right now, at least 28 dead. Uh, after the condo collapse and more than 100 still missing. So based on the 100 or so still missing, they're assuming that maybe somebody is still alive. I think the record is, and this probably occurred in an earthquake zone where a building collapsed, I think the record is 17 days of someone surviving inside the rubble. Uh, So they're still calling it a rescue effort. And there's, there's that dividing line that occurs at some point to recovery. Yeah. Well... If you had a loved one there yeah. in the rubble, you would you would want them to continue the search and rescue, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. But but as every day passes, yes, you know the likelihood of finding somebody still alive sure. is uh, grows grows uh, slimmer. Um, this this uh, tropical storm, mm-hmm. not, it's not a also. hurricane, not yet, but it could be. I mean, they're they're expecting it to strengthen. Um, but as of right now, heavy rainfall and winds, uh, tropical storm force winds, that that in and of itself usually brings damage and heavy flooding to places that are prone to flooding. Yeah, but so I that's think that concern. missed Miami for the most part. It's it's tracking up the west coast of Florida. Tampa apparently now is is going to be hit hard, according to the forecast this morning. As Chris says, it could be a hurricane by the time it gets to Tampa. Uh, I you can call it a low-level hurricane. But then it's going to cross over the state again. But there's certainly winds and heavy rain that's going to affect the surf side, which is on the east coast. So, uh, yeah, Florida's going to going to get hit again. But, you know, bless their hearts, in parts of Florida, Tampa, that, that west coast, east coast, you know, they they're, they become accustomed to this. Yeah. It, it's they, they just they deal with it. It's amazing. Yeah. It is a concern right now with the economy being the way it is. Now, Florida reopened a long time ago compared to other states, but you still have an economy that's not doing well based on the coronavirus and the restrictions put in place by federal, state, and local governments. Um, So if there is a lot of damage or stores closed or destroyed, you're basically taking away something that's already hurting um, and making it even worse. I wonder if Disney, you know, Disney World... um has only closed a couple of times in, in its existence, uh, and one of them was because of a hurricane. Right. Uh, and uh, I read about Walt Disney. He built uh, Walt Disney World. Disneyland was already California around in California, mm-hmm. but when he uh, drew up the plans to build Walt Disney World in Orlando, 
the the reason they picked Orlando and not a coastal town is to avoid mm. direct hits from hurricanes, obviously. So you put it in central Florida, right? Which buffers, you know, the uh, still be bad, can still be bad. The weather from a hurricane in Orlando, but at least it doesn't get a direct, uh, direct hit. If that's, that's the reason he put it there. Go mm-hmm. ahead. I'm sorry. Um, looking at uh, I did a search here, and something called WDW News Today reported you that put uh, that on wheels. Yeah, uh, Chris. <laughs> You do. (laughs) Uh, Tropical storm Elsa expected to go stronger before hitting Florida. This was a day ago. And it says flood watch issued for Walt Disney World. So they are keeping tabs on this. Yeah. All right. You're listening to today's issues. By the way, if you want to join us on the Internet, go to Facebook or YouTube and type in today's issues and you can watch the show there. Just type in today's issues. Also, you can, uh, we'll post the stories that we discuss mm-hmm. so you can read them for yourselves at our Today's Issues Facebook page. Next story, Chris. All right. Well, uh, all the more reason to uh, heed warnings from your company's IT department not to click on things and uh, do things on your computer that you shouldn't. Uh, we had another big ransomware attack uh, over the weekend or in recent days, I should say. Uh, between 800 and 1,500 businesses have been hit by a ransomware attack on software vendor Kaseya, if I said that correctly. Uh, this is a company whose products are widely used by IT management companies. Looking at a CNN article on this, it says, An analysis of the malicious software shows it was created by Revil, or R-E-V-I-L, a ransomware gang belonged to operate out of Eastern Europe or Russia. So once again, you have people in Russia up to no good doing things with computers and wreaking havoc on Uh, various businesses which are all connected by a big vast network and there's a lot of money involved in this particular case the group is uh demanding a 70 million dollar payment in bitcoin for a decryptor tool to for this uh, company to be able to open its files again and stuff like that so uh president biden was actually asked about this over the weekend and let's begin with a little bit of sound here brent uh president biden was asked about this and the russian involvement on the hacks and Surprisingly, the president had to consult notes on what he was supposed to say about this, and he took his time trying to figure out what to say. Clip one. With the most recent hack by the Russians, would you say that this this means We're that... We're not sure it's the Russians. Okay. With I, most... gun okay. I got a brief on the, as I was on the plane. That's why it was late getting off the plane. I got a brief, and... Uh, All right. Would you like your receipt? Know who it might be, sir? Uh, I'll be in better shape to talk to you about it. I'll tell you what they sent me. Okay. Uh, that uh, the idea. First of all, we're not sure. That's okay, a- just yeah. Wow, you know it's painful right there uh, for all parties. Uh, what you just to add a little context to that? I think President Biden had stopped at some kind of a food store. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. Uh, like a donut shop or cookie bakery, small business, uh-huh. ice cream, or a small something. business. Yeah. Okay, ice cream or whatever. So he had stopped there. Now the person who asked the question. Was that a reporter mm-hmm. who was following him? Yes. Okay. You know, that there's always that entourage. That wasn't the person who took the cupcake order. Correct. Right? Okay. That that was a reporter who asked him that. And at that point, he says, uh, 
Now, that, that lady, you heard her, the lady reporter says it's the Russians doing the hacking. Mm-hmm. Or the, the hacking and the, the well, it's beyond hacking. It's ransomware. It's where we've all heard about this by now. Uh, where you basically, basically these folks who know how to hack into computer systems of even major corporations and, and the government do so. And then they, they hold that company, uh, or agency hostage. Uh, and then they, then the ransom comes in. They say, okay, we will turn you back on, so to speak. Uh, if you pay us X number of dollars. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going, that's what's going on. And, and the president says, we don't know yet that it's, uh, the Russians, the, Russians. As in the government. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and I, you know, I don't know whether that's accurate or not. Mm-hmm. Who knows who's doing this exactly. Maybe, maybe our, uh, intelligence agencies know, or they can figure it out. Mm-hmm. But the point is, of this really is not not his answer. It's the fact that he he is so slow to talk and respond. That's worrisome. Yeah. Uh, if you're talking about the leader of the free world, Fred. Well, like you say, the leader of the free world. First of all, he's asked about this. He said, I was late getting here because I was given a briefing on the plane. And then we, he goes to this shop. Uh, where the reporters are following him. And if you saw the video of it, at some point he reaches into, he's got a sport coat on, and he reaches into the pocket of the sport coat like he's looking for the answer there, and he and he's still not sure of things. In the middle of all of this, the lady who's waiting on him, did you hear that? Do you want a receipt? She's talking to the President of the United States. Right. You want a receipt. Right. So he's got that going on. The reality is, he even after the briefing that he received as the president of the United States, he could not give an answer that said, I got a, a briefing on this, I'll know more later in the day, I'll talk to you then. Instead, we heard 50 seconds of him mumbling and being very unsure of where to go with this. Yeah. It's scary. I know, it's, and what is he, is he 78 yet? He, I believe. I think he believes, believes yeah. so. I think he was when he took the oath. He was seventy-eight. Yeah. Well, uh, that's not atypical of a seventy-eight-year-old person. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, some I'm thirty-nine, and I sometimes wonder right. what to say. Right. <laughs> that that that's probably pretty normal for most seventy-eight-year-old uh, people. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you say, some some of us even younger can have moments like <laughs> that, uh, but. You know what I'm saying? You're thinking to yourself, can this person possibly process all the information that's incoming on a daily basis mm-hmm. uh, that's required to be president of the United States of America? Of course, you know, at this point, uh, it really doesn't matter. It, yeah. it does matter for the reasons we're talking about, but it doesn't matter in the sense that nobody's nobody's going to relieve him of his duties. Sure. Okay. I th- I it's a concern I think because he clearly doesn't know what to do unless somebody tells him what to do and how to right. say it. That's and then true. you have Kamala who clearly has a tell. She doesn't know what to do when she's put on the spot. And she has that nervous laugh or she repeats back to them things that aren't necessarily true like we've been to the border. We've been to the border. When so you it makes you been, it makes you so it makes it does make you wonder who's really in control here. 
because uh, uh, Vice President Harris, um, I, you, she doesn't seem capable uh, to me in anything I've seen. I don't know about well, you. Well, go, go back a few years <clears throat> when she was deciding to run for president. Uh, she finished at the bottom of the list. A lot of people among Democrats. List, among yeah. Democrats, uh, but she's brought in. I, I've said it before. We're not. We don't have an A team right now at the White House. We really don't have an A team. And you know, when you combine the nervous laughter from the vice president when she's asked straightforward questions, and then you have this incident, this latest incident with President Biden, you know it. Uh, the former Surgeon General, uh, or the President's doctor, Dr. Jackson, it mm -hmm. is. Yes. Um, he's a congressman now, He's a he? congressman now. He has been calling Republican. For, for the last 10 days. He said uh, President Trump agreed to a cognitive test. Remember, there was calls in the media. I remember that. Yes. And he passed with flying colors. Right. So now Dr. Jackson is saying, I think from what we have seen, that President Biden ought to have a cognitive test. Mm -hmm. Because Democrats, if they were decent, they would probably, and they should have done this a long time ago, even before the presidential election, sat down and, and said, okay, can this man really handle the job? As you were saying, Tim, imagine he gets briefings every morning on national security briefings, what's going on in the world, what's happening domestically, and if you're at a stage in life where you cannot absorb and put all of this together, yeah. you are now putting this president in very difficult situations such as happened at this stop during the weekend. Yeah. Doesn't instill confidence. No. Uh, I think Democrats are the ones that own this because Bernie Sanders was on lock for the nomination early on. And then they realized we can't have a socialist be the nominee. Mm -hmm. even though we all just moved to the left to try to court his voters after what he did in 2016. So anyway, they, they take it from Bernie again, who got robbed in 2016 by Hillary's superdelegates, and gave it to Joe Biden. And by the way, Bernie Sanders is actually older than Joe Biden, but we don't see and hear news clips of Bernie Sanders stumbling and stammering and not sure yeah, what to say. Yeah, of course, when you're the president of the United States, uh, you know, you're going to get more scrutiny than than you would even sure. if you were a United States senator. Uh, we've all seen a lot of senators who had passed their time, <laughs> you know. But when you're president of the United States, for the reasons Fred just mentioned, you're having to process information daily that is uh, critical to our nation's security, mm -hmm. and uh, and it's just uh, not. It's not doesn't give us much uh, a comfort level here to know that our president is declining. Um, uh, mentally. Yeah. Yes. I would not be shocked if Vladimir Putin and the guy in North Korea and uh, other, you know, foreign nations, the head of China, the president of China, they don't have like a gag reel or something of Biden doing all. I mean, he he looks weak. Yeah. And and you know, Trump would probably have said or tweeted something that we can't repeat. Uh maybe have lost his temper. So, but here you have a guy that doesn't even know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, as you watch him on that video, he's pulling out a piece of paper to say, here's what they told me. I mean, and how many isn't that times? that what he said? Yeah. yeah. And I'm going, I'm thinking to myself, uh, you're, please tell me you're not about to give away a national security right. uh, secret mm -hmm. uh, on a piece of paper that was in your sport coat. Uh, yeah. I, like, I, I, think his, I think his handlers let him down. They should have said, 
The reporters are going to follow you. They'll likely ask you this question. Here's how to respond today. I just received an initial briefing. Don't want to say too much yet. Later today, I'll talk to you about it. Yeah. But instead, uh, but it does have, it does beg the question who who who's in control? Yes. By the way, as a taxpayer, I do want that receipt because I want to claim it on my taxes next year. Who's his chief of staff? You know, it, that's a very interesting question. I can't answer that. right Normally, now. we'd know the name of that Let person on, yeah. on the uh, automatically. Let but, me duck duck go it. Uh, who who? Yeah, tell me who his President Biden's chief of staff is. Ronald Klein. An American attorney, political consultant, and ooh, former lobbyist serving as White House chief of staff. Okay, I don't know who he is. Don't know anything about him. Uh, but uh, so he's the chief of staff. You know, usually you knew, you knew who Trump's chief of staff was. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, he had three or four of them. <laughs> uh, but uh, he had three or four several things during yeah, his time in office. Yeah. All right, Chris. Next story. Well, um, I tell you what. Let's. Let's do Chris, this. You're doing for- a Biden moment there, Chris. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. About three seconds of dead air on radio sounds like an eternity. I told you I'd do it at 39, <laughs> yeah, yeah. too, but I'm not okay. the you know, leader of the free world. Uh, let's do this real quick. Uh, a few days ago, uh, a Captain America comic was released, and Captain America as a comic book series has gone woke uh, a long time ago, but they're doing all sorts of controversial things and getting into themes, uh, one of which happens to be this anti-American theme that's really invading all of uh, pop culture. Thank you very much. Uh, in Captain America, uh, there's a dialogue or a discussion in this uh, latest edition where it basically says America is built on lies, sort of a critical race theory, 1619 project kind of thing. Wait a minute. Are we talking about a comic book or a movie? A comic book. This is not the TV show or series that's okay, currently on so, Disney+. Okay, so uh, a, a comic, the, the comic book, I didn't even know they still made those. Mm, they do. Okay. Comic, comic book, which is not a book. It's a, a, a comic. Little, little magazine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A comic magazine. You're talking about which came out in the last... It came out in few, a few days prior to... Captain America? Life. Captain America of all comics, yes. Okay, what happens now? Well, uh, to bring on some uh, audio here, former Superman actor and conservative activist, uh, Dean Kane, he was on Fox & Friends earlier talking about the uh, anti-American uh, Captain America situation. Dean says, you know, I love this country. Every time I'm gone, I come back, I kiss the soil because I'm glad. We have our problems, but we're better off than a lot of other places, and if... People that work for this comic book or believe in this kind of thing don't like it. They can go live somewhere else, which is a common theme that we hear uh, amongst. But what was in the comic book that was objectionable? Basically, if you want to paraphrase it down, America was built on lies. In Captain America? In Captain America. I can't imagine, Fred, that being good with the Captain America audience. No, that's for sure. You know, it's interesting you mentioned this. I did see some of the Captain America movies on the weekend. Right. And they were showing it because it has a... Very much a patriotic theme to it. But, you know, Tim, you're right. Uh, th- this is just another chapter in this wokeness that's going on in our country right now. That, And in some ways, uh, I think America is waking up. I, 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 was, I was listening to General Boykin with a family research council mm-hmm. on the weekend. He was interviewed on Fox. He was talking about he believes there's going to be a recruitment problem in our mar- military He says because of our education system over the last 40 years, which has brought along a generation of young people who are not patriotic, they have been taught to dislike this country, that this country is not the greatest country in the world. And so this all feeds into this stuff that we're starting to see.
Also, what I've noticed about this anti-Americanism mm -hmm. that's uh, being expressed by the left in this country and celebrities and even some of the Olympic athletes uh, is is there in Congresswoman, the Congress squad, and so forth. Uh, it's it, there's there's no redeeming value to their criticism. No, there's no, there's no there's nothing to say. Okay, let's be productive. Let's make life better. Let's uh, let's improve on what we've had and appreciate our freedoms and our liberty and the and the fact that we live in the greatest country mm -hmm. uh, in the world. But we can make it. But no, it's uh, it's all slamming America and its founding and everything yep. like that. We'll be back with Dr. Robert Jeffers momentarily. On the next Today's Issues. We appreciate hearing from you. You can send us an email at comments at AFR.net. I pastor a small church, so I have to have a full-time job on the side. Uh, when I try to feed the flock, y'all feed me, and I thank God for y'all. If you want to uh, watch the show live, you can go to Facebook or YouTube. Just type in Today's Issues, and you can also access the stories that we talk about. Don't miss the next Today's Issues. Weekday mornings at 11 Eastern, 10 Central on American Family Radio. What would it be like if every person knew that they were created in the image of God? After two years in the making, American Family Studios proudly presents In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. There are only two sexes, male or female. If you're conceived with a Y chromosome, you will develop into a male. In His Image is a documentary featuring life-changing testimonies of former LGBT individuals. In my most formative years of development of sexuality, I went through a brutal time of uh, sexual distortion, molestation. Visit InHisImage.movie to watch In His Image. Well, everybody, welcome to this unboxing video as we unbox my hormone blockers. In His Image from American Family Studios is available now for free viewing. Visit inhisimage.movie. You're made in the image of God. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. As you plan your summer college visits, add Liberty University to the list. With many visiting options to choose from, you're sure to find the right one to fit your schedule. Spend a few hours exploring campus with our student-led team at Tour LU, dig deeper and learn more about life at Liberty during Experience LU, or take your next steps towards becoming a student at Decide LU. Learn more and register today by texting VISIT to 49596. Again, that's VISIT to 49596. See you this summer. A majority of young Americans are not proud to be American. That's according to a shocking new survey. At Georgetown University, Campus Reform interviewed a number of students who are embarrassed to be American. Now, this should not be surprising. Many of our public schools and universities are teaching kids to hate our nation, to be ashamed of the Founding Fathers, to reject our founding documents. President Reagan says we don't pass freedom to our children in the bloodstream. It has to be fought for, protected, handed on for them to do the same. And if we don't, we will spend our sunset years telling our kids and our children's children what it was once like in the United States where men were free. President Reagan said freedom is never more than one generation from extinction. Well, this is that generation, folks. And unless we step up and intervene in our public schools and our homes, this will be known as freedom's extinction generation. I'm Todd Starnes. Be silent before me so that I may speak. Then let come upon me what may. Why should I take my flesh in my teeth and put my life in my hands? Though he slay me, I will hope in him. 
Job 13, 13 through 15. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues. Well, many of you listen to the Bible teaching of Dr. Robert Jeffress here on American Family Radio each weekday morning. Uh, Dr. Jeffress is also on other radio stations and television networks and such with Pathway to Victory. And uh, I invited him on this morning to discuss how in the world he could have a patriotic church service in his church. Uh, Good morning, Robert. Good morning, Tim. Good to be with you. Uh, I was, I'm, 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 I'm jesting here, obviously, but, uh, (laughs) but you, but you know, uh, you guys at First Baptist Church Dallas, you had a patriotic service a couple weeks ago. Talk about that. Yeah, we do it just to make the liberals' heads explode every year. When we do this. Not really, really. This, year, I mean, this used to not be controversial. I don't understand I know what's it, going on. I'm telling you, Tim, fewer and fewer churches are doing this. They're afraid of the criticism. At First Baptist Dallas, we set off the fireworks in the sanctuary. We waved the flag. We expressed our gratitude to the military and uh, honored the different branches of the armed services, but mostly we focus on God's undeserved blessings on our country. And, you know, Tim, I make it very clear, I did the celebration this year, we're not worshiping America, we're worshiping the God who has blessed America. And I told our congregation, you know, we have three purposes. First of all, express gratitude to God for his blessings, to acknowledge our Christian foundation as a nation. This nation was founded as a Christian nation. That's a historical fact. And then, Tim, we also declared that our future blessings as a nation depends upon our faithfulness to God. Uh, God didn't bless America just because he chose America above any other nation. God blesses any nation that follows him, and God will judge any nation including the United States, that does not follow him. And that's what the purpose of our service is every year uh, closest to the 4th of July. I, I, I was in attendance at a, at a service, uh, church service, a few years back. And the worship leader said this. Uh, it was July 4th weekend. And said, we're not going to sing any um, patriotic songs because we don't worship our country. We don't worship America. We worship Jesus. And yeah. that really ticked me off right there. And I talked to that fellow about that the next day because he was a younger guy. I'm sure he had been reading, uh, hanging around woke people and trying, <laughs> try, trying to be cool and everything. And I thought, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Who in their right mind, when you, when you sing God Bless America in church or America the Beautiful, thinks that you're worshiping a country? I mean, who even, who, who even thinks of this silliness, Robert? Uh, I, 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 go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it's a straw man. I mean, I mean, it really is. But I think when we do that service, then we ought to do a service like that. I do think we need to make it clear that we are worshiping the God who has blessed America. And I think if a pastor is preaching the Word of God, he will say, like I often say, look, the day may come when we have to choose between obeying Jesus Christ and obeying the government, and when that day comes, and frankly, I believe it's going to come, 
There's no choice to be made. Acts 5.29 says we must obey God rather than men. But even though that choice is going to come someday, it doesn't mean we don't acknowledge God's blessing on our nation and our utter dependence upon Him. One other thing, you know, we talk about biblical illiteracy, uh, a problem within even the church today, but we have a uh, historical uh, illiteracy problem when it comes to probably, I, I'm just generalizing here, people 30 and under uh, today, and, and again, as I'm generalizing here, uh, they, Robert, they, they, the younger generation seems to have very little appreciation for the sacrifices that go back even to our founding fathers all the way through our country's history to preserve and defend our freedom and our liberty and our way of life. It's as if they don't even understand uh, this, this is not the norm. Look around the world. Look at history and look at today's uh, around the world. This is uh, – I saw a news report last night in Afghanistan now. U.S. troops have left. I'm not here to debate yes. whether that's a good idea or not. But they were talking about here comes the Taliban taking over Afghanistan. People are trying to flee. Why? Because tyranny is the way of man, and, and slavery is the way of history. It's only the United States of America – which led to what the expansion of human rights across what we call the West that has, uh, that, that changed everything. Go ahead, Robert, if you would. Yeah. Most people are absolutely ignorant about our nation's uh, Christian foundation. I remember him about 25, 30 years ago, Newsweek magazine did an article. The cover story was how the Bible shaped America. And the author, Ken Woodward, went back to look to see whom our founding fathers quoted the most and what had the most influence on our nation. And I'll never forget the sentence he wrote. He said, when you look at the evidence, it can be said that the Bible, perhaps even more than the Constitution, is our nation's founding document. Now, that is, that's Newsweek magazine. That's what the evidence is. And people are just ignorant of that. Yes, our forefathers were imperfect people. They made mistakes just like we do. But that doesn't erase the fact that we were founded as a Christian nation. I talked to Mike Pence not long ago, and he said, Robert, I'm not as concerned about the cancel culture as I am about the erasure culture. And that's what the libs are trying to do right now, Tim. They're trying to erase the historical fact that America was founded as a Christian nation. Mm. Pastor Jeffers, Fred Jackson here. You know, I, I looked at the front page of Christianity Today last week, and I was kind of shocked at some of the articles they were putting out there. One of them, America's True Freedom is Getting to Sing About God, Not Country, was one article, How to Have Patriotism Without Nationalism. I, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing an agenda there that seems to reflect more of uh, Hollywood and left wing of our education system than I do uh, as far as Christianity. Like I think you were saying, it's not, it's not an either-or thing. You can be a strong patriot, but you don't give yourself over to worshiping a country. Well, absolutely. And, and I think people are uh, uh, forgetting that this idea of nations and boundaries and borders, that wasn't man's idea. That wasn't the Republican National Committee's idea. That was God's idea. You know, one, one day all Christians are going to live together under one government uh, headed by Jesus Christ during the millennium. 
By the way, I'm talking about that every morning on American Families Radio. We started our new study of Revelation today. Mm -hmm. But until that time, we are to live as nations. And there's nothing wrong with living as a nation, protecting your borders. But uh, I think some people, frankly, Fred, are trying to be more spiritual than God is. God's the one who came up with nations. Amen. Robert, one last question. How can people, do you still have that uh, Freedom Sunday service on your website? Yes. In fact, people can go right now to the uh, firstdallas.org to uh, pull up our Freedom Sunday that we had a week ago Sunday. Great music, patriotic music, choir and orchestra. And David Barton was our guest speaker that day talking about uh, America's Christian Foundation. Couldn't get any better speaker than David Barton. He is the best. Although the speed of his talk makes it hard to listen to, hard to That's keep how up. I think he does, that so you, he does that so you have to buy his book, I think. You can't <laughs> uh, yeah. take the notes quickly enough. When I, when I hear He's Brother David talk, book. I'm running about three sentences behind. It's kind of, kind of like uh, <laughs> kind of like closed caption in my yeah. mind. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. So, uh, but anyway. All right. Thank you, Dr. Jeffers. Appreciate it, my friend. Take care. Great to be with you all. Thank okay. You. Bye-bye. Uh, Dr. Robert Jeffers, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Dallas. Yeah. They're talking to us. You know, we see those stories about how you shouldn't sing this or you shouldn't have a... I, I've seen people say we shouldn't have an American flag inside the church and, and stuff like that. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 But, you know, what's interesting Why here... Why not? Well, because they they see it as, a, as an idol in God's house uh, is how they explain Let me tell you something. You don't have an America. You don't have... Think about what country... Uh, like Dr. Jeffers said, nobody's worshiping a flag. That's right. Nobody's worshiping a country. That's... That is a straw man, as he said. Uh, and so uh, to suggest people are that stupid mm-hmm. is just uh, ridiculous to me. So, uh, we're, we're, we're thanking God that he created our country and blessed us so that we can live free and that we can have liberty and that we can have a way of life that is beyond any what most people in the world would, could ever dream of. It's the why we're the envy of the whole world. That's why people yeah. flood over our borders. Yes. Is because they understand how how good we have it. Sure. Uh and so to celebrate God's blessings on our country. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, is, and some uh, of the songs that we sing mention God or Christ. For example, America mentions God. Uh we sang uh and I'm I'll stand by this until Jesus comes back, but we sang a battle hymn of the republic in, in church yesterday and it mentions God. It mentions Christ in one of the verses. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just, people are opposed to that. Just, just. All right, Tim, stop right there. <laughs> They're just a bunch of wake, woke. I'm, I'm gonna leave it right there. Yeah. Well, they, right you know, there. they like to have people talk about them and tweet about them as well. So you throw something out there and get people. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm really worried that our younger generation, in particular, hey, you know. Once you lose your um, historical appreciation from where you came from, mm-hmm. you are in real danger mm-hmm. of, of, of allowing forces to come in. And certainly we know the Marxist forces around the world, which are prevalent in our, in our own country now, would like to bring down the United States of America. I personally believe, I wish we'd asked Dr. Jeffress about this. And I, this is my own personal opinion, okay? This is, uh, but, and you guys can agree or disagree, although I suspect you will agree since I signed your checks. 
<laughs> yes, sir. Um, uh, okay. No, I'm just teasing. Uh, listen, uh, and I'm talking about a 30,000-foot view here. The United States of America does more, as sinful as we are, does more to promote Christianity yes. here and around the world than any other country. Yes. All right? Now, we don't do that as a federal government. I'm talking about the Christian presence in America is, uh, is more than any other place in the world, mm-hmm. with the possible exception of South Korea. Okay, I'm, turking, I'm talking about the percentage of people who, I don't, I don't know what theirs is, but I know there's a high percentage of, of Christians in, in South Korea. So if you view this in a spiritual context, then why wouldn't Satan, and I know I'm spooking people out who don't know about the Bible, don't believe the Bible, they're those crazy Christians talking about the devil again. Well, folks, we're talking about Satan because that's Jesus believed in Satan, and the Bible teaches about a spiritual, uh, a dark spiritual mm-hmm. force mm-hmm. in the universe and on planet Earth known as Satan. Satan. Right. So if in Satan and war and God is at war with God. So, and Christ. Mm-hmm. So, again, I'm taking a 30,000-foot view of this. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't Satan concentrate his efforts to bring down the country that spreads the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world mm-hmm. more than any other? Sure, Does that, yeah. You understand no, no, what I'm saying here? I, I agree with you 100%. We are involved with spiritual warfare, and Satan has had inroads through our education system the last 40 years. Uh, I was mentioned about General Boykin being on a Fox program yesterday, uh, Jerry Boykin from Family Research Council, talking about the, the danger that we're facing in our military because we're having a generation of kids coming up who are questioning the value of America. So they don't want to join the military to defend this country. And that is a serious problem. But it bothers me also, we're just kind of referencing this with our interview with Dr. Jeffress, that even in some of our pulpits now, they have gone woke. Sure. Uh, they, are, they are the ones like Christianity Today producing these articles, basically saying it's sinful to sing patriotic songs on July the 4th. Mm-hmm. And again, no one is saying to worship the country, but to be thankful for what we have. I don't have. think they think that. I mean, I don't think they really believe their own words. I just think they want to be applauded by the left-wingers. Say, You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm talking about people who claim to be Christian, and they're saying that we're worshiping in a country because we sing God Bless America in mm-hmm. church. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I think they just want to be patted on the back by their woke friends, I guess. I don't know what exactly would be the motivation there. But I just say this. Um, you know, if for these people who are constantly critical of the United States— and I, I'm not talking about uh, political uh, issues that come up where where we debate them, we discuss them, we vote, all kinds of things like that, the, the normal political process in this country, and then we don't have problems. I'm saying they won't they, their their goal is to attack the the fundamental existence of America as we know it and tear it down right uh, and and make and turn us into a Marxist. Uh, communistic country. That's their goal. That's their end game. The, the political left in this country, mm-hmm. the woke crowd, 
even though some of them may not know it, that's where you're ultimately going to end up. So my question to them would be, although I doubt they would answer this, uh, give me an example of a place in the world that America should model itself after if, in fact, we're fundamentally uh, evil. Mm -hmm. Okay, show me. Well, then, okay, is it Angola? You want us to look like Angola or New Zealand or uh, Zimbabwe or Poland? I don't know. Give me, give me, give me, give us, if you're going to be critical all the time of America, give us some examples of, of countries around the world that we should model ourselves after. And you know why they don't? And you know why they don't move? Even though they said if Trump's elected, I'm moving. This mm. is this is the same bunch. Yes. Right. Uh, I, if, if Trump wins, I'm moving. All these celebrities and political lefties and so forth. Guess what? When Trump got elected, they didn't move. Yeah. You know why they didn't move? Because there's no better place in the world to live yeah. than the United States and of America. And it's a two-barrel question. You ask them, okay, where else would you go? Right. Where else do you think it's better? Right. And when they give you that country, say, why don't you move there? Yeah. Why don't you move yeah. there? Yeah. Why are you staying here? If you're so miserable, this place right. is so bad. Right. There's something wrong with you that you don't move. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you another thing. This, 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 uh, this better not, this uh, anti-Americanism, better not be carried to the United to the uh, U.S. Olymp to, not, to the World Olympic Games, mm -hmm. not the World Olympic Games, the, the Olympic Games. It yeah. will. The, the Summer Olympic Games are coming up when a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In Japan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you start having you start having American athletes not participating in the national anthem, uh, or are turning their backs on on uh, the the U.S. Mm -hmm. uh, in some kind of symbolic gesture. Uh, that's going to explode in their face. Yeah, there have been reports that supposedly there's al already a policy that you're not supposed to protest on the podium and stuff like that. But no, you're not supposed to protest yeah. on the podium. Well, uh, you shouldn't. But someone will because they're going to say, "Well, who are you to tell me?" Or you're not. Well, then my they dad ought to be put on the. Uh, they mm -hmm. ought to be kicked off the team. Sure. Uh, I think part of the problem that we're going to run into is that networks are going to glorify this as look at what this person is doing, how brave he or she is, or they, if they're going to use. Well, you their had pronouns. this. There's a couple of examples of this mm -hmm. already that have been in the news the last few days. Uh, one was the young lady who finished third in what they call the hammer tossing. Mm -hmm. Winberry. Okay, uh, this is where uh, a um, uh, one of the athletes, it's a male and female sport, but this is where they uh, have a rope. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I'm describing it correctly. And on the end of it is a weight. Mm -hmm. And then they, uh, they go around and around. They twirl around and around, the, the athlete does. And then they release the weight. And to see who is the strongest in terms of how far they can toss said weight. Is that, you want, you want, everybody knows what I'm talking yes. about here? Well, that young lady, they had the Olympic trials to make the U.S. team and she finished third, mm -hmm. which means she qualified for the uh, Olympic Games. But then she's over there at the, at the ceremony. The other two young ladies are on the podium uh, with their hand over their heart. Uh, I think they have the handle. At least they're standing at attention. They're sure. being respectful. And she's standing over there with her uh, a, a, a T-shirt over her head called mm -hmm. Activist Athlete. Mm -hmm. And she's whining and complaining about America as a racist country. And I thought to myself, you know what? If you're, if you're going to – you better be told by the Olymp U.S. Olympic Committee 
that if you win in um, Japan, if you or if you place mm-hmm. gold, silver, or, or or bronze, you better get up there on the podium and stand there at attention. Uh, you don't have to sing anything. You don't even have to put your hand over the heart. But you better be respectful and have some decorum mm-hmm. uh, if you win. And if, if if the young lady can't agree to that, then she should be disallowed yeah. to be on a team representing the U.S. The, the second example that I'm going to cite here mm-hmm. was yesterday it was reported that uh, the U.S. women's soccer team, a couple of them during a ceremony – where a World War II veteran, a World War II veteran now, was playing the national anthem on some instrument, I think. I think it was uh, harmonica. Harmonica? Mm-hmm. Harmonica, yeah. Was he playing the national anthem on the harmonica? Yes. Chris, do you know any more about the story than I'm telling here? Yes. Now, there are reports that, uh, and perhaps this is damage control, but there are reports that uh, these individuals who were visibly protesting or disrespecting the national anthem and our flag. We're looking at a different flag, okay. but even that is in dispute well, because you had two or three people on the team standing next to them that were looking somewhere else. I'm just saying uh, one, one of them, a very famous athlete, mm-hmm. and she plays professional soccer, but I guess you can play professional athletics and qualify for the Olympics today. What's her name? Rappaport? Rapino. Rapino. Rapino, the one with the pink hair. Her. Uh, you know, she's known for being outspoken against our country. Mm-hmm. Some of the things, mm-hmm. she, huh? She, yeah. She's an American. I, I'm just saying, listen, yes, as private citizens, everybody has a right to protest or speak out. I don't have a problem with the right to do that. But do that on your own time and on your own dime. Right. Don't expect the United States to pay for your trip to japan <coughs> it's time to be respectful sure. and, and, and and honor and and have as i call it mm-hmm. decorum and then you're going to do something uh ridiculous like not appear on the podium right uh something like that i just hope that doesn't happen because i think it'll turn millions and millions of people off mm-hmm. from even watching the olympics and that that's already happened by yeah. the way i've heard a lot of people say i don't care anything about it this time and uh, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, there. it um, you know, someone died for you to live and believe what you want, how you want to live, what you want to believe, whatever it may be. It may be things that we don't agree with or believe in. For that person, you should show respect and well, say thank you. All right, Tim. Maybe you need to stop right here. Yeah, I don't think my generation. We talked about younger people. My generation and Gen Z. I don't know that we would have won D Day. Because someone on the boat would have been complaining about the weather, the right. pay, the ideology, whatever it may be, the fact that we were being mean to the Germans. Yeah. I don't know that we would have stormed the beach and Good been point. successful. Duly noted. Uh, well, we'll see what happens with the Olympics. But uh, this kind of stuff is just – you got Congresswoman Maxine Waters yesterday going on an anti-American rant. Mm-hmm. You got uh, the squad. What was her name? Corey Bush. Mm-hmm. Another congresswoman. Where's she from? Missouri. I think St. Louis. St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, saying that black people still aren't free. It is St. Louis. That's what she said. <laughs> Has uh, she been to an NBA game lately? Uh, I know. This people. I'm going. So, black folks aren't free, according to the 
black woman who is a United States Congresswoman. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. She she somebody's free if you've been elected to Congress. Okay. So uh, so we'll we'll that that kind of anti-Americanism as we talked about earlier is now I think they're a a vast minority those people who say these things but they do get all the attention. Sure. It's amplified and, by the media. Which yeah. is all, the media. And we have no and, choice and, but to talk and, about and it. The because, main, yeah, and the mainstream media, uh, many of them are also also yes. constantly expressing sure. anti-American um, anti-American uh, sentiments. They shouldn't, right. they shouldn't be on the team. You know what? If if you're a member of the New York Yankees, but you said, I'm ashamed to wear the uniform, the New York Yankees, you're not on the team. Right. You don't take to the field. You're right. not going anywhere. And I think they should be tough with these athletes. If you're doing this during the trials for the Olympics, you're yeah. being anti-American. You're not making the trip to Japan. I agree. Completely. I think that's how most Americans feel. All right, Chris, we got about a minute to go. Well, I do want to mention this because it, it occurred on Friday, and we have uh, Trivia Friday on Friday. So um, this may be the first time our listeners have heard about this. But on Friday, the federal go- government announced that uh, – Total non-farm payroll employment rose by 850,000 in June, and the unemployment rate remained at 5.9%. Notable job gains occurred in leisure and hospitality, public and private education, and uh, retail trade. This is big news, especially for leisure and hospitality, because it's showing that jobs are being created in those two sectors, which means the economy is reopening, and we need the economy to reopen to help people like small business owners. Another bit of good news, the previous two months were revised upward 15,000. So we are hiring. It just might not be in a job that you want, but hey, a job's a job. There are hiring signs everywhere. Yes. yes. Now hiring. I mm. saw $15 an hour at a fast food place. Really? In Alabama, really? which is far above minimum wage in Alabama. Okay. All right. Well, listen, uh, thanks, Chris. Thank you. Fred and I shall return momentarily with Steve Jordahl. We hope that you'll stay with us for more of today's issues. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.